Well, hello, brothers and sisters. Welcome to Twisted Perspective's new series called Divine Secrets, where we will be taking a journey that will lead us through the book of Esther, where we will learn of a spiritual roadmap that very well may become a path that leads us directly to the heart of God. I'm your host from Blood of the Lamb Ministries, Jody Coward. Hey, you guys might be asking, why are you starting a new series, Jody? Well, to be honest, I don't want you guys to get bored with the same old format. In these series, we're going to be discovering and covering several different topics, such as, would you pass me the bread? Have you ever thought about remodeling? But the first one we're going to go through is going to be a journey of discovering some divine secrets. You might say, Jody, what do you mean by divine secrets? Well, the word divine, that means to be inspired by God. And secret, well, we all know what a secret is and what it's supposed to be. But here's the thing about secrets. Of all of the ones that are told out there, how many secrets are ever really kept? So what do you say? You about ready to get twisted? You know how it is. Someone tells you a secret in confidence and says, but now you have to promise not to tell nobody. Now you know good and well that some of those folks, some of those people, not necessarily you, but you know all those other ones out there, they're going to go out straight out and they are going to break their promise and they're going to tell somebody that secret. So with that in thought, we're going to be going on a journey of discovering some divine secrets. But you have to promise me that you won't tell nobody about these secrets. Our journey begins, as I said earlier, in the book of Esther. Now here are some interesting facts about Esther that you may or may not know. The story of Esther was written so that future generations of Jews remember the origin of the Feast of Purim. P-U-R-I-M, the Feast of Purim. This feast was instituted to celebrate and remember the Jews' victory over the plot of Haman to destroy the children of God. The Feast of Purim, in and of itself, is a hallmark of unity, family, and togetherness. Esther is a story about how Israel triumphed over their adversary. Esther's story takes place in the Persian Empire's capital city of Susa. Esther's story, is, it never mentions God or anything about Jesus. No prophecies about Jesus, no mention of Yahweh, none of that. But you can definitely see God's hand is all over the book. Feasting seems to be a major theme of her story, as there are seven different banquets and feasts throughout the book. In fact, it opens with a feast. Here's the most interesting fact that I found in my research. Adolf Hitler banned the reading of Esther in all of his Nazi death camps. You have to ask yourself, why would Hitler ban the reading of the book of Esther? I don't know the answer to that, but to me it says that there's something about Esther. There has to be something there. And finally, Esther is a book that is full of kingdom protocols. Protocols? Just what do you mean protocols, Jody? Well, protocols are the expected and the accepted behavior in any particular place or setting. Now, in a kingdom setting, there are set protocols that must be followed. And there are consequences for choosing not to follow these protocols that has been set forth by the king. Here's just an example of what can happen when somebody decides not to follow the protocol. Esther's book, as I said, opens with King Xerxes giving a feast for all of his royal subjects, all of his servants, a six-month-long banquet. 
Now, can you imagine the cost of a six-month-long banquet? But you have to understand how massive the Persian Empire was. In today's countries, it took up Iran, Egypt, Turkey, parts of Afghanistan, and parts of Pakistan. It was huge territory. So for this king to put on a banquet for six months must have cost a small fortune. In fact, in verse 4 of chapter 1, it says the king showed the riches of his glorious kingdom and the splendor of his majesty. Now, towards the end of the feast, the royal subjects, they all wanted to see the queen, Queen Vashti. So the king summons his queen to come before his presence. Now, you have to understand something. In protocol of a kingdom, you only go before the king when he invites you. Or if you, you ask to be seen by him and he invites you in, that's the only time you can go before him. But Queen Vashti, she was having a banquet of her own, and she chose not to follow and obey her king. And do you know what that cost the queen? She was banned forever from the king's presence. She was never allowed to be before him ever again, and she also lost her crown. So in Esther chapter 2, the king issues orders that beautiful young virgins from all of the Persian provinces, there was 20 of them, and I already told you the countries, they were to be gathered up and brought to the palace for King Xerxes to choose a bride from among them. And preparations were to be made for them. Now, exactly what does preparations made for them mean? Preparation is the process of making ready or being made ready for use or a consideration. So if you are prepared, you have been made ready for a particular situation. So protocol dictated that these ladies be made ready to stand before the king for the purpose of him choosing his queen. Now here are some of what these preparations entail. Now before I get started in these, you have to understand that these ladies were just ordinary, everyday citizens like you and I. There was nothing special about them. They probably never, ever stepped foot in a palace. And I would wager to say that most of you have never stepped foot in a palace either. So with that in mind, these preparations consisted of, these ladies were taught how to walk. They were taught how to talk. They were taught what to say, what not to say, even how to say it, and when to say it. Every day was a spa day for these ladies. They soaked for hours in oils and perfumes and flowers floating on the water, all designed to penetrate their skin so that the ladies would constantly have this very aromatic, pleasant, distinct smell about them. Their spas included daily facials and hair treatments along with manicures and pedicures. And I'm knowing, I'm thinking some of the ladies out there are going to listen to this going, I would like to have a spa day like that. Well, listen to this. This process was pretty much 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And it lasted for 12 months, 365 days a year. And you're probably asking the question, Jody, what does all that have to do with divine secrets? Hey, you know, I'm so glad you asked. So let's go look. The truth of the matter is that most people would feel more comfortable in their own familiar situations around their own family and friends than they would entering into a king's palace or a king's court or entering into his throne room and standing before his presence. So to understand what I'm saying here, imagine if you got on a plane today, flew over to the kingdom of Saudi Arabia and stood before the king. How comfortable do you think that you would feel? So now let's go look at some things that Jesus said about a kingdom. 
In Matthew, Jesus said something about his father's kingdom 57 different times. In the book of John, Jesus also said that unless we were born again of water and of spirit, we could not enter the kingdom of God. Now, wait just a minute here. Wait, wait just a minute. The kingdom of God, a kingdom, well, that means it has to have a king. So if it's a kingdom and Jesus is the king, then the kingdom has a king. And if it has a king, then it has to have protocols. Put that on the back burner and let it simmer for a while. And I want to go back to what Jesus said about being born again. Being born again is much the same as being born naturally. As babies, we all have to be taught and we have to learn how to do things to help us in our future and future situations. Life is a process of continuing to learn and continuing to grow. And when we are born again, we have just become a selected child who is part of the bride of Christ. And just like these ladies and Esther being prepared to go before the king, we must be prepared to go before our king. I mean, you know, after all, we did just get born into a kingdom. If it's a kingdom, then it's run by a king, so it has to have protocols. And just like Esther and all the virgins, we must apply ourselves and learn and do our part of this process. But guys, do you know what? No, seriously, do you know what? You're going to have to tune into our next episode where we will discuss the topics of just what does our beauty treatments consist of? How do we come to smell acceptable to our king? And much more things as well. Father, I lift everybody into the sound of my voice up to you. I plead the blood of Jesus over them. Great walls of fire and glory encompassed all about them. Father, I ask that you would set upon them a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Father, that you would illuminate their minds and enlighten the eyes of their understanding concerning the things of your kingdom, the things of Jesus. I ask you, Father, to cause your face to shine down upon them and bless them and keep them, them and their families and all that has to do with them. I ask you to do this, Father, in the precious name of Jesus of Nazareth. Amen, amen. Hey, precious people of God, I love you. We're praying for you, and we are looking forward to joining you again soon. We love you. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name.
I'd like to tell you thank you. Thank you for taking your time out of your schedule to listen to our presentation of Twisted Perspectives. I'm your host from Blood of the Lamb Ministries, Jody Coward. Before we go, I'd like to remind you, we sure do welcome your prayer requests, your comments, and even your concerns. You can contact me and my team at jodycoward59 at gmail.com. That's J-O-D-Y-C-O-W-A-R-D-5-9 at gmail.com. And hey, one more thing. Be sure you give us a download on our episodes. Click our like button and share our podcast with your friends and family. And I'd like to thank you, brothers and sisters, for your faithful support of our podcast and of our ministry. And until next time, remember, Revelation 12:11 says, We overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Amen, hallelujah, and praise be to Jesus.